The Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 193. Monday, April 23rd, 2012. This is the Ponch Stevenson Show. PonchStevenson.com. Episode 193. I am Rob. You are Greg. Hello there. And we are recording old style. Ah. We haven't done it this way in a in a long time. It, it feels like a long time. It feels like a long is that isn't that a song? Feels like a long time. Feeling groovy. Feeling like a That was um Boston, right? More than a feeling. No. Oh. Feels like a long time. I mean, they had like six songs that were the same song. They just kept changing the title. <laughs> they had a lot of songs about feelings, I guess. Yes. Wow. Um. All right. So, PaunchStevenson.com, episode one eighty three. Let's dive right in. But one eighty three, one ninety three. What did I say? <laughs> did I say one eighty three? One ninety three. Yes. Actually, I had an idea. Ugh. Tell me what you think. We are approaching episode 200. Yeah. What if instead of recording episode 193, 194, 195, etc., what if we just go right to 200? <laughs> but that would make no sense. <laughs> You're a cheater. And then we'll do the other ones later. <laughs> we'll go backwards. No. <laughs> All right. What are you right. what are you so impatient about? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Shooter. All right, so so 193 I am Rob, you're Greg. I'm eating popcorn. All right, let's start off with a movie review. We saw recently The Three Stooges. Yuck, 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 yuck. In the movie theater. Mm. Now, the Paul Stevenson show rating scale, one to three. Going right to the rating? I'm going to start off with the rating. Because for someone like me, I like the Three Stooges and I like all that old comedy. I like silly movies. Mm. So to me, I would give it a three out of three. <laughs> Totally worth seeing. Wow. If you're like me, if if you're listening and you're like me and you like the silly, goofy comedies, I give it a three out of three. Go see it. If you maybe aren't super into the goofy style of comedies, but you like comedy, but, but maybe not this kind of comedy, then for you, I would say maybe it's a two out of three. You don't have to go rush out and see it. But if it's on TV or something, uh, yeah, it, it, it's worth seeing at some mm. point. But to me, I thought it was hilarious. I thought the three the, 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 the three actors who played the Three Stooges, I thought, I thought did a great job. Everyone in it was really funny. They, they really captured the spirit of the old Three Stooges. It far surpassed Stooge mania from the 1980s. Oh. Which actually, what episode did we 
talk about that. Let me very long time up. ago. Episode twenty-seven. Wow. If you go to paunchstevenson.com, you can go back to our old episode twenty-seven from May two thousand six. Wow. And we talked about this nineteen eighty-six movie, Stooge Mania. This new 2012 Three Stooges movie was light years yeah. beyond that. I thought they uh, did a very good job. What did you think? Well, this was directed <clears throat> by the Farrelly brothers, um, who have done many, many, many comedies over the years. Well, I was going to say, what what are some of the movies that they've done besides Three Stooges? Um, Kingpin, something about Mary. Um, what was the one with Jim Carrey where he was like dual personalities? Uh, liar, liar. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, me, myself and Irene. Oh, I never saw that one. Okay. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, they did that? Yeah, Shallow Hal, Stuck on You, which was... Uh, um, Greg Kinnear. Yes, and Matt Damon, right? Yeah. They were like a, twins. They were conjoined or something. Um, no, a bunch of other ones. So, so the Farrelly brothers are well versed in silly comedy movies. Yes. So, what do you think of the Three Stooges? Well, look, I think, in terms of if you're a Stooge fan uh, or a kid, I think you probably will like it. I liked it, but at the same time. Um, I think a lot of the, a lot of the gags, like the physical comedy was predictable. You know, yeah. like I, I would see, I would see what was happening and, and, oh, by the way, Larry David was in this movie. What? Yes. I'm in the movie. Where was I? What? I wasn't in the movie, Larry. What? <laughs> no Jeff but, Garland. No. So there was a lot of physical comedy with Larry David of all people. And you would like, you just knew what was going to happen in the scene. You know, something was going to fall on him. Or by the way, he was a female nun. <laughs> and he was very funny. Yeah. Well, he was a female nun, but he kept talking like Woody Allen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here was the problem I would have with it is that was good, and uh, so a lot of the one-liners were funny. Funny, the guy that was like Mo got a lot of the like, um, like the wisecrack uh, lines, and there were a lot of them were really funny. Yeah, and there was there was some instances where I was like, all right, this you know this is pretty funny here. Like they're in the delivery room, the maternity <laughs> ward, and they're trying to hide, and then they start fighting each other with babies that are peeing, and they keep peeing in each other's face. 
<laughs> that was very funny. Um, that is something that, as far as I know, has never been done before in a movie. I guess not. Oh. Having a, a, a pee fight. <laughs> but, you know, that, that was there. And so I thought, you know, some instances of it, some pieces of it were funny. But I think overall that it, it was kind of dumb in some ways and simplistic. And I think a lot of people, probably adults, or won't like it. There was a reviewer, I forget who this was, but one of the reviewers said that it was basically the best Three Stooges movie that you could do in 2012. Yeah, it was very yeah. good. And it's not at the, it's not, again, it's not the fault of the actors or the director or anything. I just think that that kind of comedy, in a sense, I think is dated. Well, I loved it. I know you, you were laughing the entire time. Now, granted, there was only like eight people in the theater, <laughs> but most of the time you were laughing and nobody else was laughing. They weren't? You were laughing. <laughs> no, not, not as much as you. And, of course, um, you know, part of the, you know, the, the Three Stooges are supposed to be, al uh, uh, I was going to say aliens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, no, that's the Michael Bay version of Three Stooges. <laughs> Three Stooges from space? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they were orphans, and... You know, the orphanage is going bankrupt. They have to save it. It's kind of like the Blues Brothers. And um, the uh, the head uh, nun there was Jane Lynch. Um, and also one of the nuns there was Jennifer Hudson, the singer. <laughs> yeah. And, which is another kind of Blues Brothers type thing. But, you know, they had uh, uh, James Brown and Wilson Pickett and, and many other... Uh, uh, soul singers as uh reverends in that movie but the problem i had with it was you had her in there and first of all she she's supposed to be a decent actor yeah but she was terrible in this movie well yeah i mean she was only in it for how, how many minutes yeah. you know too much <laughs> and you know they had to save the orphanage so they go out of course they're idiots and, uh, you know, they go out and they have to save it. And they wind up having to save some friend of theirs when he was an orphan. Um, and Sophia, uh, what the hell's, heck, what's her name? Uh, Sophia Vergara or whatever from Modern Family. Yeah, Gloria from Modern Family. And the Mexican lady. She's trying to get the husband's money. But in reality, she's in cahoots with the father. <laughs> who, um, who is the father from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Well, yeah. Stephen Collins um from yeah. um Seventh Heaven. He, he was he's the biological father of D and Deandra Reynolds. Right. As opposed to uh Frank Reynolds played by uh Danny DeVito. Four million dollars, Julius. DeAndre. Million. <laughs> million. Four million. We'll get to them in a second. Um, 
So yeah, I, look, I, I liked it. Um, as I said, I, I think it was the, uh, the probably the best Three Stooges movie you could do in this day and age. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. 90% of the viewing audience for any movie is teenagers. And they've never even heard of the Three Stooges. Well, here's here's the thing. Like I said, I like that type of comedy. I know it's old-fashioned. I know it's outdated. I, I appreciate it, and I enjoy it. I thought it was very well done. And... I went into this movie assuming that it would be targeted more toward young adults, sort of like like a like a goofy Adam Sandler type of movie or a goofy um, uh, Jonah Hill type of movie or Steve Carell, like, like, like just one of those goofy comedies. And before the movie, first of all, there was about 20 previews. Ugh. It was just never ending with the previews. But I was very surprised because I figured the previews would be, you know, like, for example, I I thought one of the previews would be the upcoming movie starring Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg, where Adam Sandler actually plays Andy Samberg's father. And they're both losers and retarded. I figured, like, like there would be a preview for a movie like that. And it wasn't. It was all previews for upcoming children's movies. Well, because that's who they aimed it at. But I didn't really, like, I I would never have thought that this Three Stooges movie would be marketed to children. Mm. I thought it would be marketed toward the Jonah Hill, Ben Stiller, uh, Adam Sandler crowd. Well, but whatever. I mean, I you know who who cares? I mean, it's it's doing pretty decently at the box office. It hasn't even been out an entire week. It's doing pretty well, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I was gonna say, oh, so <laughs> so you first of all, spoiler alert, but you brought up the uh, the the baby urine fight, yeah, which was very funny, but also. Uh, one of the other funny parts that I remembered was um, the whole involvement of the the cast of the, the reality <laughs> show, The Jersey Shore. <laughs> so again, spoiler alert, but M- Mo, yeah, Mo gets accidentally discovered by some kind of uh, production company or talent yeah. agent. He gets put in into the. The, this MTV reality show, The Jersey Shore, which uh, which is just a disgrace, but Mo gets put into it, and <laughs> instead of turning into one of the Jersey Shore Guidos and Guidettes and going on like getting tan and stuff, well, they did give him a fake tan. Yeah, but he instead of like like turning into them, he starts like punching them and beating them up, and like he's he's grating the the bottom yeah. of one guy's foot with a cheese <laughs> grater and it's like pulling out Snooky's nose hairs and <laughs> punching them in the face and beating them on the head with hammers it was hilarious it was it was kind of like on Saturday Night Live years ago when they had Norm Macdonald playing Bob Dole yeah. and they had him on the real world yeah <laughs> it's like there's a real world Chicago 
And it was like these young people and they're trying to live in the house with Bob Dole and he's <laughs> he's like scaring them and stealing their stuff and being all stingy, won't let anybody sit in the chair. <laughs> and um the last thing I'll say, because I know we you know we have a lot of other stuff to get to, but the, the last thing I'll say is I thought Will Sasso looked very much like Curly. He acted like yeah. him, he sounded like him. The guy who played Mo, I thought looked very much like him and sounded very much like him. Even the facial expressions and the way he walked yeah. and the movement, I, I thought he nailed Mo. This Chris Dia Diamantopoulos. Yeah, he's re he did a perfect Mo. What are you, a wise guy? Hey, come on, hey, you know like that. <laughs> he just did it perfectly. And then the guy who did Larry. Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. I he he did a good job. He kind of looked like Larry. He kind of sort of sounded like Larry. I, I thought all three of them did a good job, but if I had to pick a weak link, it would have been Larry. Goodbye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> You know, but it, it, look, Sean Hayes did a good job. It's just, you know, the voice could have sounded a little more like Larry and yeah. I, I don't know. But overall, I thought it was a very funny, enjoyable movie. Welcome to the party, Stephen Next. <laughs> well, we we're mentioning Danny DeVito, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but that apparently he and Arnold are doing another Twins movie. We are making a sequel to Twins. It is called, yes. called Triplets. Oh, yeah, yeah. It stars me and the, the <laughs> governator and Danny DeVito, uh, Triplets. Wait, who, who's the third guy? Well, in the original Twins from, what was it, like 1988 or something yeah. like that, it was um, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger were supposed to be twins. Now, this sequel, yeah. like 20 years later, 25 years later, it's, um, <laughs> I guess they find out they have, they have another twin, so they're actually yes. triplets. Yes. And it's Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> are supposed to be triplets uh, somehow. Let me see when this is coming out. Yes, the original Twins movie came out in 1988. Mm. And then the sequel... Um, Probably be next year. Which is called Triplets. Yeah, it says in, in, uh, in March 2012, Universal... Announced the development of a twins sequel called Triplets. Mm. Schwarzenegger and DeVito will return with Eddie Murphy as their long lost brother. Uh. Ivan Reitman will co-produce. So Vincent. Four four million dollars. Four million. Julius. Four million dollars, Julius. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, apparently in the same Hollywood, it was just on the Hollywood Reporter that back in March they said this, but apparently Universal's also working on a sequel to Midnight Run, 
starring oh, yeah? Robert De Niro. Wow. Returning in an incarnation directed by Brett Ratner, who I can't stand. He's a piece of garbage, but... Did he do Rush Hour? Uh, he's done some of them. I don't know if he's done them all. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess he has. Yeah. Can you believe... Would you Can't believe? Would you believe? Arnold Schwarzenegger is is um, sixty four years old. Yeah. Danny DeVito is sixty seven years old. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Well, uh, what, do you, what do you want? <laughs> Eddie Murphy's fifty one. Oh. <laughs> and um. Bill Cosby's 74. Oh, God. The old pudding pot. Rudy. All right. Now, we passed the um, April Fools several weeks ago. Yeah. And you were going, you kept telling me about this stupid 8 bit Google Maps. (laughs) What is this? Come on. So what about it? I don't know. Oh, well, oh, you want me to talk about it's it? So pop culture. We're we're recording pop culture as it happens. All right. So for we dexterity. Are, we are documenting all that is pop culture. So April first, twenty twelve, April Fool's Day. Google usually does a few things. One of the things that it did is there was a special link to Google Maps that it turned it into um, like a Nintendo Entertainment System 8-bit looking uh, graphics like, you know, like the old Legend of Zelda or or especially more so like the old Dragon Warrior, like like that tile-based role-playing game overworld look. It was like that. And they also seem like they went out of their way as you like zoomed in to only show the, like the town names that had like a you know like an old world name to them. Yeah, it was it was very much like like a 1987 1988 Nintendo Entertainment System or Sega Master System old 8-bit role-playing game. Now and even this is how far Google took it. <clears throat> I I typed in my address. I got like the you know like again like the 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 tile based eight bit graphics, and I kept zooming and zooming and zooming. I zoomed into Street View. Mm. Even the Street View, the Street View looked like Atari twenty six hundred graphics. <laughs> it was all blocky. It was like yeah, three, it was like four, four colors, colors, very blocky and pixelated. Which, you know, of course, was completely useless, but it was yeah. cool. I can't believe they did that. Mm. So that was April Fool's. <laughs> What's next? Um, well, we saw another movie. I mean, a lot of movie reviews here. here. <laughs> what was the other one? We we saw it in the in the old the uh, the classic oh. uh, historic Lowe's theater in Jersey City. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, 
LowesJersey.org. L-O-E-W-S Jersey.org. That is the website. Right. Of the landmark Lowe's Jersey Theater in Jersey City, New Jersey. Mm. So we went there. It was, it was what, the end of March? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was the end of March. And we saw a movie from, what year was it? 1998. Yeah, 1998. The Big Lebowski. Yes, starring me, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Hello. Not the little Jeff. Lebowski, the big Lebowski. Yes, yes. The there dude. Were, there were several Lebowskis in, in the film, in the plot. Yes. This Ooh. one was referring to the big one. Well, and there were Jeff, well, there was two Jeffrey Lebowskis. Yeah. Key. yeah. And so not only did we get to see it on the big screen, uh, it was also the first time I ever saw the movie in general, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Why would you have seen a classic film? So I think from now on, if I've nah. never seen a movie before, I don't care how old <laughs> it is, the only way I will watch it for the first time is if uh, I can see it in a movie theater on a big <laughs> screen. Okay. That, that's my plan from now on. <laughs> anyway, so what did you, what did you think? I, I personally love the film. I mean, it's, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Um, it's John Goodman's in it, Steve Buscemi, uh, Julianne Moore, who I can't stand. Yeah. Um, Tara Reid, of all people. John Turturro. Um, I, I thought that it really took me back to that time. I feel like there was a few years in the 1990s, like maybe mid or, or late 1990s, where those like these comedies were coming out but they were they were weird comedies <laughs> yeah and it, it it really it was like oh yeah i remember like there was a time in the 90s where these kind of weird like well, yeah the, well you had tarantino a lot yeah. of what he did were kind of dark comedies pulp kind of comedies and then also the coen brothers yeah it was like these 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 quirky untraditional comedies yeah and I enjoyed it. And even the Farrelly brothers, as we said, you know, with Kingpin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's something about Mary that was like that quirky, weird comedy. Mm. Um, what else? You know, the, there were just a bunch of movies like that at the time. Um, What was the one with Ben Stiller and, and Winona Ryder? Ben Stiller and Winona Ryder. What was that called? Um, it wasn't Zoolander? No, 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 no. It was um, <laughs> Reality Bites. Oh, God, I hate that movie. I I know, but 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 again, it was like that weird, untraditional, non-traditional kind of comedy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just the typical silly comedy, but um, yeah, I thought it was good and. I laughed out loud several times. I thought Jeff Bridges did a very good job. Yes. John uh, Goodman. John, yeah, John Goodman. Ma, what? No. It's me, Bob Goodman. 
it's, it's me, John Goodman, uh, uh, dude, uh, hey, hey Walter. <laughs> well, my favorite scene is at the end when the, when the Steve Buscemi guy, Donnie, dies and then they cremate him. Spoiler goes, alert. Yeah, spoiler. They, they go to dump his ashes in the Pacific Ocean and the wind <laughs> takes it and blows it all over Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, but it was really cool. I mean, it was a really good print that they had. It was like in perfect condition. The sound was synced up. Sound was great. Yeah. You know, that, that's a great theater anyway. But, you know, I mean, the screen. Now, how big is that screen? It's enormous. <laughs> it's bigger than IMAX. IMAX? IMAX! <laughs> uh, well, we will definitely go there again. Maybe. In the future. Now, one thing I was going to ask you about was, um, I've seen you Twittering. Yes. Of course. Um, you keep mentioning Zooey Deschanel and her show, The New Girl. And apparently your gag is, I think you said this on the show, didn't you? At one point where you said that you liked the show, you liked the guys in the show, but you didn't like her. I don't, I think I've only tweeted that. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever actually said it on the air. But I guess I'll say it now. <laughs> Since I've already said it. Yeah, so there is um, on the Fox network, there's a sitcom called New Girl. And it debuted in September 2011. And it's Zoe Chanel. It also stars a guy named Jake Johnson, a guy named Max Greenfield. Lamorne Morris, Hannah Simone, people I've never heard of. But so the 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 concept is Zoe De Chanel plays this woman Jess, mm. and she has three male roommates. And at first, the first bunch of episodes, it was focused almost. It was like ninety percent on Jess, Zoe De Chanel. Yeah. And she was like this overly awkward, quirky weirdo. And it was very, first of all, it wasn't funny. And it was very annoying. And I was, I was like a millimeter away from just totally <laughs> abandoning the show. Okay. And then, uh, you know how the TV shows are. They'll, they'll be a few months of episodes and then they'll take a month off and then they'll come back and then. You know, um, yeah. retool, so that, huh? Retool. Yeah, like like a mid season break or whatever they call it. So that first batch of episodes, it was like that, and th and then Justin Long got involved, and he was Zoe <laughs> oh, Deschanel's God. boyfriend, and and he was like even more of an uh, awkward retard, uh, and it was just uh, very awkward and annoying. Uh, uh, uh. So. There was a break, it came back, and I kept posting tweets like, you know, the three male roommates are very silly and funny. And if it, if the show would just focus more on them and less, way less on Jess, it would actually be a funny show. Okay. 
And I guess the writers must have listened to me because that is exactly what they did. Now the show is, I wouldn't say 90%, but but now it's probably like 70% focused on the guys and then like 30% focused on Jess, which is is so much better. So what does she do on the show now? Is she like at Lane or something? Yeah, I mean, she's still there, but... Instead of focusing solely on her, like, I need to find a boyfriend, or I'm going Mm. to a wedding, or I need to get a job, and then, like, and the guys will, like, kind of help her or be in the background. Now it's like, oh, you know, the the guy's a bartender, he got mixed up with this college girl, hey, Jess, I need some advice for a minute. You know, or, or, or like, the, you know, one of the other roommates is, like, very, um like very OCD and it's like, I, you know, you can't bring in your own furniture. I have to pick out the furniture. Like, no, you know, then Jess like, no, but I want to bring my, so it's like, it's way more involving the guys now. Okay. And it's better. So they, they, they listens to the Paunch Stevenson show, Uh. which is good. But this is Fox, so, you know, the minute you start liking a show, it is now going to be canceled. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. I mean, look, if this show were canceled right now, I'm totally fine with that. It's, It's not like I'm so in love with this show that I'd be so upset. Like, the way it is now, they've retooled it. It's a funny show. It's not a classic, like, Seinfeld level of funny show, but it's, at least now it's watchable and enjoyable. Next. Okay. That's come on, some, come uh, on rapid uh, fire. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. Facebook, right? <laughs> yes. It's this big news. I have They bought this Instagram uh, company website for billions of dollars or stuff. It's like, first of all, I hate. First of all, I hate Instagram. I think it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Why? What is the purpose of of a of a service that makes your photos, puts your photos online, like in Twitter and all, but makes them look like they were taken in the nineteen forties? <laughs> what is the purpose of that? I don't know. I want high definition, but evidently, <laughs> evidently, it was worth, worth a billion dollars. It was worth one billion dollars. Uh, one billion dollars. One billion dollars, uh, Julius. Billion. Um, I mean, I I don't get it. <laughs> What what does uh, Facebook need? What do they need? It doesn't make any sense. Well, as I've mentioned on the Paunch Stevenson show several yeah. times, I listen to several different podcasts. A lot of them are are tech tech uh, you know technology it, industry podcasts. In the past week, they've all been saying the same exact thing, like. <laughs> You know, those particular people happen to like Instagram. Mm. 
and like, hey, we take pictures with our phones, we upload them, we apply these old fashioned looking filters to the photos, whatever. It's it's kind of cool. I don't know. I, I don't use it, but they use it. Pointless. But even those people who are using it and who like it, even they're scratching their heads like a billion dollars. We don't get it. Nobody gets it. Like nobody can figure this out. Wow. I really think it, it 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 it's just one of those like you know once in a lifetime like lightning happened to strike <laughs> you know right well, place at the it, right time it's it, it, it's just one of those weird things that it's like Facebook <sighs> bought Instagram for a billion dollars and it's and that's it you know and it's 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 weird uh, stupid Stupid. Let me put it this way. If there were ever any chance of me ever using Instagram in the future, Mm. that is completely destroyed now because now Facebook owns them. Yeah, we know you hate Facebook. And I hate Facebook. (laughs) Um, All right. I guess. uh, Oh. I was going to bring this up. A couple of uh, uh, just uh, some uh, ad-libbed, uh, uh, I guess, uh, what do you call them, observations that I have. Yeah. Uh, the first is, what it, I use YouTube all the time. I mostly use it for, they, a lot of they, people post uh, old uh, uh, motorsports videos of like, of, you know, that they recorded of entire races. Yeah. So I, I like going back and, and other sports and, and watching them You're like, oh, yeah, I watched that when I was eight. Incredible. You know, and I also uh, I also watch a lot of music on there, you know, um, live bands, uh, bands that do covers of songs that I like and all that, which is how I found Mike Massey. Yes. Ironically. Um, so I use YouTube all the time. All of a sudden lately. YouTube, it's like every video I click on, you the video page opens and it says the runtime says like zero. It's all zeros and there's no video. You keep pressing play, nothing. Re- refresh, nothing. <laughs> I have to admit I have not encountered that. Oh, it's a constant. I think it's your computer. No, it's it's not. Computer. Com- computer. Take Hello, away computer. two of the right answers, leaving two of the wrong answers. Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't know. No, seriously, I've never, en- I haven't encountered that. Wasn't Regis on Celebrity Apprentice recently? Oh, yeah. He was, he was. judging. Um, when they kicked off Debbie Gibson. <laughs> the two. Te- they he- finally kicked off Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, everybody here hates me. Don't let me do anything, Mr. Trump. Each team had to create a, a, a like a little tourist guide to New York City. Yeah. And Regis Philbin, for, for some reason, was the judge, and, and he picked out which book came out better. Yeah. In that particular episode. Yeah. Mr. Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump, I, I always give 110% Mr. Trump. 110% Mr. Trump. I, I always... If 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 Lisa Lampanelli were a man right now, I swear to God, I'd put her through a yeah. wall. I swear to God. What, what is that? He's like threatening a woman. 
on national television. Mr. Trump, if you were a man right now, Mr. Trump, if you would be through that war, I swear to God. You listen to me. I always do 110%, Mr. Trump. You can't insult nobody on national television. You can't insult nobody on national television. She's like, I'm a comedian. That's my job. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not I'm not a Lisa Lampanelli fan. I like her, but I don't I like mean, her. I had no I had no opinion one way or the other, Lou Ferrigno. But after watching, I'm like, I hate this guy now. Really? Oh God! I, so I like I like him even more. No, no. <laughs> what? Hate him? Why? Right, anyway, so annoying. All right. Anyway, I still hope Pendulette wins, but I don't think he will. I think he'll get double crossed. It's me, Pendulette! That's right! Alright, so what else? Sorry, and so, then, so the YouTube, your, your YouTube problem. Yeah, that, that was annoying. And then the other observation I have is, um, KFC, uh, their big thing lately was this, this chicken pot pie. <laughs> now here's the thing. Kentucky I've never fried ha- chicken? Yes. No, no, it's KFC. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I've what? No, no, no nothing. Go ahead. What's the thing? The thing is, it's Chicken Man. God, Webschlingers, it's Chicken Man. He defeats the evil doers by feeding them KFC until uh, they get gout. Anyway, um, by the way, I saw that some point in May when the Avengers comes out. Yeah. I saw that some many movie theaters are doing a marathon where what? you show up at like 11 a.m. And it's like four. It was pretty cheap. I think it was like 40 bucks or something. But you show up at like 11 a.m. And you watch one of these Marvel movies after the other till the Avengers. <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man 2. The Incredible Hulk. Four. Um, what was the other one? Now, which Hulk movie that is it because there were two incredible hulk movies that it's came the out later one it's the edward norton <laughs> one two identical incredible hulk movies that came out within it, it, it was like a root a, 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 a reboot two years yeah. after the the first reboot well the, the first one was eric bana and then the second one was uh edward norton and now in the avengers incredible hulk, the hulk is yeah the hulk is played by mark ruffalo so <laughs> So three movies, three different Hulks. Makes no sense. Anyway, yeah. So if you want, if you're really that much of a loser, you can sit in the movie theater for like eight hours watching these. Well, even longer watching these six movies. But anyway, it's um, Marathon Man, yes. Web Schlingers. Um, I'm a one thousand two hundred and sixty minute man. <laughs> um, yeah. So chicken pot pie. So. You know, the chicken pot pie, remember it always used to be like in the in the lunchroom, like in school, they'd be on the lunch menus, like chicken pot pie. Everybody'd be like, ugh, that's gross. Ugh. Yeah. So here, like all these years and years, I've never tried chicken pot pie. Because I, f- I thought it was always gross, like Salisbury steak. Which is disgusting. No, 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 it's not like that. I know, but I'm just saying, that was my impression I was in, impressed upon a young age that it was gross. Well, the, the other idiots. The, the, the public school hot lunch oh. version, I'm sure, was very disgusting. Anyway, um, so I was like, you know what? 
one day I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll go there, I'll try it. So I get it, it's like this little, you know, pie, this little pan that it comes in. You know, it's got a crust at the top, and in, in the inside there's like, you know, the chicken pieces and peas and carrots and and the sauce and all that. So, you know, I tried it, and here's my, my thing on it. It was too damn hot. They're very, very hot. Very, very hot. It's like it's, it's, it's scalding. It's, yeah, it's like it's like magma. <laughs> so, like, I had to eat around the top of it before I could even touch the inside. <laughs> and of course, the other problem I had, but this is like when you buy chicken soups now. You know, like all these health, like I got these like healthy thing, like canned chicken soups. Like it's supposed to be real healthy. Yeah. They say, oh yeah, there's less fat. We'll tell you the reason why it's less fat and less calories. There's nothing in it. There's no chicken. <laughs> well, so I, but hold I, on, I hold on, hold on. I, I did ha- like it though. You what? I did like it. Just saying. I have a get rich quick. Ah, oh, so the chicken pot pie is like a thousand degrees, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you should have spilt it all over your lap. <laughs> And then you could have sued KFC ah, for fifty like billion dollars because it was too hot. Ah, too hot. Yes. Well, if if I was treating it as I as they did in the in the American Pie movie, yes, and I would have I would have had to sue. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! By the way, somehow on Wikipedia, I ended up on on. Uh, Glycerin suppositories. Okay. What is this? What is it? Is this like a, a Bush song or something? <laughs> what is a glycerin suppository? I don't know. I don't want to know. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So that. <sighs> um. Did you have any more of your dumb movie reviews? Uh, did I do 21 Jump Street? I I think so. No. Um, all right, so real quick. 21 Jump Street, the Uh, movie. Hate it. Didn't see it, though. Um, yeah, 21 Jump Street, the movie. It came out in March 2012. It stars Jonah Hill... And Channing Tatum. Yeah. And um, I guess Ice Cube is in it. And <laughs> and um, uh, Nick Offerman. And it was a very... It, it's, it's First of all, it's based on a 1980s um, television show. Starring Johnny Depp. Yeah, starring Johnny Depp. It was like a... It was uh, created by Stephen J. Cannell. Yes. And it was... Um, what would you say? It was, it was a, a, a police show, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was like, you know, guys, girls in their 20s who were cops. And they would go undercover, usually into like schools or something, and pose as teenagers to uh, crack the case. Yeah. 
So, the, you know, but but it was it was more dramatic in in the late 1980s, but this oh, movie yeah, yeah. is a comedy. Very yeah, very I... very silly comedy, uh, which I, I thought was great. I really enjoyed it. It was very yeah. funny. Again, I'm into those movies. I on the Paul Stevenson show scale of 1 to 3. Again, for me, I would give it a 3. But it's nothing to do with the original series. It was funny. I don't. I don't want it to have anything to do with the original series. Oh, come on! But I will say this: it was very funny. And spoiler alert: <laughs> toward the end, there were cameos. Yeah. By two people from the original 1987 series. Yes. Johnny Depp and Peter DeLuise. Son of Dom DeLuise. So I thought that was funny. Yes. Actually, Holly Robinson Pete uh, also had a cameo, but it was cut. Uh, so I'm sure it'll be on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. So... I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was very funny. I'll wait for it to come out on cable. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if if... Again, if you were not like me and... You know, you you like comedies, but you're not as into it as I am. Then yeah, then it would probably be a two out of three. Wait for it to come on cable, watch it. You get a few laughs. And that's that. I had another movie review, a recent movie that I saw. I won't tell you how I saw it. How did uh, you see it, it? I'll keep it on the download. Uh, but I saw that John Carter movie. Okay. <sighs> This was like the big, this big Disney movie where it's based on this book that was written like a hundred years ago that supposedly was the basis of things like Star Wars and and stuff like that. Um, wait, 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 wait! I thought that was the name of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kindergarten Cop. No, that was Detective John Kimball. I am Detective John Carter. No, de- no I'm Detective John Kimball. <laughs> Kimball, I'm a copy idiot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, you know, this was this movie that was a that was, you know, this really, really supposed to be this really hype thing where this guy is in the late eighteen hundreds. He's he's just after the Civil War, and some aliens are doing something, and then somehow he gets transported to Mars. Aliens! Yeah, we <laughs> He's on Mars where there's these two, these like civilizations of humanoids there. And there's these other creatures. Did he meet the the Transformers? No, there was no Transformers there. Um, Did Michael Bay write this book? No. (laughs) Uh, The book was written many, many years before Michael Bay. Um, (laughs) So, you know, he's transported there and then he has to fight and he fights them and... You know, there's these these aliens, and it's like, oh my god! It's, this it, it's, says that, um, it was created by Ed Burroughs. Yeah, well, it was John Carter of Mars. I mean, that was the, that was like the original um thing. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was it was a uh, hundred years ago. It was nineteen twelve. Yeah, so... Ed Burroughs. Yeah, so, uh, 
And it was, you know, it was, it's a bot. Well, the basically the bottom line is a box office flop. It cost $250 million. It's been out for like a month and a half now. And worldwide, it's only made $269 million. Well, think about it. You know, for a child or a teenager, it's like, it's like, hey, I want to go see that movie called Star Wars. And I want to see that movie called Jurassic Park. Mm. You know, what child is going to say, hey, I want to see that movie called John Carter. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, you know, I, it was a decent movie. I'm not going to berate it. It was a decent movie. You know, it's OK. Um, this, you know, the CGI was pretty good in it. Um, yeah. So basically what happens is that the problem I had, one of the problems I had was this guy shows up in on Mars. He can breathe. And because the, the, you know, the gravity is a quarter, I think, or something like that of Earth, he becomes like a superhero. It's like Superman. It's like, no, Superman got his power from the sun. Um, I invented John no, Carter, no, web no. slingers. It's me, Stan the Man. Oh, shut up. So, I don't know. It, it's just... John I, Carter, he does cartwheels and kicks the evildoers in the face. I could see how it was a flop. And I think, again, I think it's just a case where Disney tried to do their Disney angle with it. And it just, I don't know. I think it, it was just lacking. And it was one of those movies where all the fanboys were going, you know, berserk about. <laughs> Wait a minute. There, There's John out. Carter fanboys. Yes. <laughs> what? For, because it did. These people, you don't understand, these these fanboys are not simply... Here's the thing. A lot of these fanboys, in my opinion, are not even fa like comic book readers. Yeah, that they, they've probably read them here and there. They're just fanboys of these, these ridiculous CGI-infused nonsensical garbage <laughs> movies. Yeah. They just... Like they Lord just, of the Rings. Yes. Oh, God. I mean, you got to be kidding me with that thing. And that is, and that's what this movie reminded me of. It was like a lot, well, it had nothing to do with it, but the, the premise, you know what I mean? Like this ancient book, they turn it into this new movie. It's terrible. It's like, ugh. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're doing that with this Alan Quartermain, you know, who is supposed to be the inspiration for Indiana Jones. He was a, like a serials guy, you know, ages ago. And I think they're making a, a new series with him. He was also the character that Sean Connery played in, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. That's right. Which they didn't pay me a million dollars. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, John Carter. Um, hey, uh, here. Yeah. Get over here. All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, did you have any other cruddy movies that you were going to remember? You had a few you said you were going to review the last time we stopped. Oh, and yeah. You mentioned yeah. one I on Twitter. one more. I'm, I, I, well, I'll do one more. Quickly. <clears throat> this is a good one. Uh, glad I said quickly. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Come on! <laughs> what is the guy's... <laughs> Hold on, I, I need to look up what the... 
the, um, here we go. All right. So, uh, when did this movie come out? All right. January, 2012, a lifetime (laughs) television movie came out starring Rob Lowe. Oh God, him again. And um, Kaylee Kowoko, who plays Penny on The Big Bang Theory, it is called it is called Drew Peterson Untouchable. Oh, Oh, God. Drew Peterson Untouchable. So Rob Lowe plays um, this guy who's uh, he's 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 like in his mid 50s, late 50s. This guy, Drew Peterson. And. He was one of the murderers. There was the two Petersons killed their wives. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Peterson. No, not Chris Peterson. (laughs) Scott Peterson. (laughs) Yeah, Scott. And Drew Peterson. I don't think they're related, but... No, they're not. So Rob Lowe plays this this guy in his 50s, Drew Peterson, and it's Rob Lowe with this gray wig (laughs) and this big gray mustache. (laughs) And he says the most absurd, like whoever wrote this movie, it's not a comedy, but it ended up being hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because of the writing and Rob Lowe's acting. And it was about this old guy who, who kept, ma- like somehow these like 20 year old women kept marrying him and he kept killing them. He was a cop. Yeah, he was a police officer. And so, um,. There's one scene where he's married to a woman and and they're they're having a party like some neighbors are over and he takes the wife and like slams her into the TV <laughs> and everything comes crashing and, and 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 like one of the friends comes in and sees it and he's like oh my god are you okay and and the wife's like oh you know we he does this all the time he's just pushing me into the TV as usual <sighs> so at the end. They catch him. Yeah, at the end, Drew Peterson gets caught by the police, and they take him to the police station, and they're putting him in jail, and <laughs> this is how the movie ends. I'm not even kidding around. They're, they're putting him in jail. He starts taking off all his clothes and dancing around, like like doing what? like a... You know, <laughs> a jig? <laughs> No, no, doing like some kind of Chippendales dance. What? Like a go-go dance. And he's like throwing his... You're making this up again. No, look it up, I swear. I have to look that. I bet you this movie doesn't even exist. I'm telling you. trust you. I'm telling you. Look, I'm going to look it up here. Uh, Wait, so what were some of the doofy things that he was saying? <laughs> Hold on. Ugh. So he turns to his what? Like it, it, one of his wives, who he hadn't killed yet, <laughs> gave birth to their baby. Yeah. And <laughs> he turns to the wife and says something like, "Like I, you, you must be cheating on me because you're so worried about your boobs." <laughs> 
he throws the the wife into the TV. The neighbor yeah. comes in and says, oh, my God, are you okay? The wife says, oh, I'm fine. Drew just threw me into the TV. Want to help me make some margaritas? <laughs> By the way, I'm looking at the pictures of Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this looks ridiculous. I told you. Um, another he looks part. like Will Ferrell. <laughs> another part. Well, I I am serious now. You have annoyed me for the last time. I cannot believe you made me throw you into the TV. For some reason, the entire movie, Rob Lowe squinted. <laughs> the wow. entire movie. Um, All right. So another part, he's telling uh, one of his guy friends about his wife, and, and he's like... He's like, you know, she, she she's like a flower. She's putting her scent out everywhere. <laughs> Another time he breaks into the neighbor's garage and, and, and says, uh, you can't call the cops on me. I'm untouchable. I'm Batman. <laughs> I mean, it, it, look, the way that I'm st- I'm saying these lines, it sounds yeah. stupid. But in the movie with him saying it and the squinty eyes <laughs> and the ridiculous wig. It's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so um, finish up with some celebrity deaths. Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. All right. The first one, um, this is a, a man of uh, great journalism, integ- journalistic integrity, the legendary... I am Mike Wallace for biography. <laughs> Dead. I'm Mike Wallace. Uh, 60 Minutes. Mike Wallace. Yeah, well, so this is the second 60 Minutes guy who recently died. Well, I mean, most of them are dead at this point. Well, uh, so, no, so but, but so recently. Yes, well, Andy Rooney, yes. Um, so yeah, Mike Wallace, he was born May 9th, 1918. Wow. 1918. Wow. He died April 7th, 2012. He was 93 years old. Or in reality, 94. Just a, yeah, he was a month yeah. away from, he, he was like five weeks away from being 94. 94. Um, Mike Wallace. And why veteran, was he so tan? I, I don't know. It's like George Hamilton. Maybe he's he's from Mars. <laughs> veteran veteran of the TV news magazine show Sixty Minutes. Yes, and biography. How I'm long, Mike Wallace? How long is that show? Sixty like minutes. Two hours. No, I think it's sixty minutes. <laughs> Who else? Uh. And then, from uh, um, computing fame, the guy that we've talked about many times on this show, the uh, uh, aforementioned... Dr. Phil. No. What does, he have to, what does he have to do with computers? The <laughs> aforementioned Jack <laughs> Tremel. Hold on. I use computers uh, to track my weight loss progress. Yeah, right. I use computers to see how many of my energy bars All people right. have bought. 
All right. Jeez. <laughs> what you gotta do. So who? Jack Trammell. <laughs> Scum. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Was he that bad? I mean, he started the man, Commodore. The man who single-handedly no. destroyed Atari. Oh, no. They were dead already by the time he got there. Well, then he nailed in the last <laughs> nail of the coffin. Well, he certainly didn't help things, but... Come on, look. Atari was a video game company. He bought Atari and said, no, 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 no. No video. What is this video game? Computers. Atari's a computer company. Mm. And then they died. I mean, look. Wait. Maybe I'm getting confused. Who's the Tramiel guy who everyone hates and says destroyed Atari? Was it him? Yes. Or was it the, the, uh, Sam? Who? Was Sam the son? Yeah, that was the son. Well, he was an idiot too, but... No, Atari again. Um, from the books that I books and stuff that I've read, it's pretty clear. Atari pretty much was on the, even though they were you know sky high, they were pretty much on their way out as as really as early as like 1979. Around then, when they sold, when uh, Bushnell sold the company to Warner Brothers. Yeah. And then, because he got forced out, and then, you know, the Warner's Brothers people took over, and they were idiots, and they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, with the the, the E.T. fiasco, and the Pac-Man fiasco, and, you know, the 5200, it's just a disaster, one thing after the other. And what wound up happening was, people, like, blamed Trammell for all this stuff, you know... 7800, if it had come out in 1984, they would have beaten Nintendo. Uh, no. No, no. Not with that me. hunk of garbage. Listen to me. When you have a home video game console, whether it's 1984, 1985, 1987, it doesn't matter. When it is producing stick figure graphics, a hair better than the Atari 2600 <laughs> which is from 1977. Eh. I don't care if that I, I don't care when it was released. It is not going to be more popular than the Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, again, my point being that's true. My point is that plus the 5200, those had all been canceled by the time Tramel bought the company in 1986 or whatever. So they he had no interest in the console business. They'd also already broken up the company that they'd broken up the the uh, the um, arcade games. He never owned the arcade games piece of it. Right. But he all he wanted because well, he well, got he, he he owned the home division. Yes, he got kicked out of Commodore and he bought Atari because it was cheap. They were, you know, falling apart, and all he really wanted them for was to be able to, for the computers. Because he, he, that's what he did. He wanted to make computers. Now, did he own Commodore and Atari at the same time? No, no. No, no right? No, he'd been ousted from Commodore before then. So he bought Atari, 
wanted to make the computers. You know, they made the ST, which was a good computer. They also made the XE and the XE, the XEG, the game system, which was terrible. Yeah, that was. You know, I, I think, you know, they came out with the 7800. I don't think he was really into that, you know, but they, you know, they did it anyway, you know, whatever. But it really, I mean, they didn't do well. They should have done well with the personal computers. They didn't. But, you know, Commodore failed with the personal computer. They all failed. You know, when, when Microsoft came out with the, you know, as a standard, all those, the, the old P, you know, those other, you know, uh, competitors all failed. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, what are you going to blame for what? The links? The links, it was never going to work. It used too much <laughs> batteries. Listen. And, and then the, what? The Jaguar? Jaguar was garbage. Atari did not develop the links. I know. E- Epics developed the yes. links. And then uh, Atari bought it. And the Atari Lynx, for those who don't know, was a portable video game handheld device like the Nintendo Game Boy. Yes. Came out in 1989, the same year the original Nintendo Game Boy, except the Lynx had a bigger screen, a color screen, 16-bit graphics, and way better sound. The problem, like you just said, was the fact that, you know, the original Game Boy, you could put four AA batteries in it and it'll last, you know, a few days, a week, a couple weeks. I don't remember exactly how long. The Atari Lynx, you put six AA Mm. batteries inside of it. I'm not even kidding. Two hours later, it would be dead. Well, anyway, it was they never it, it, it was it was. It was flawed, I always yes. felt like the Lynx should have been re-engineered to be Atari's next home game console. What? Wasn't powerful enough for that. It was. Oh, it what? Trust me. That was going to be power. That was going to be more powerful than the Turbo Graphics or the Genesis or the Super Nintendo. In some, I'm not saying in, no. in all ways, but in some ways, it actually was more powerful than the Genesis and Turbo Graphics. Anyway, it, it's just it was. I'm telling you, it was. okay. But I'm just saying, every time Atari came out with a product, it was flawed. It was always poorly supported. They never had any third party support. It was a disaster. Yeah, the Jaguar was a disaster, and the company went out. But you know, again, I think a lot of the one of the things is a lot of people blame Trump, this guy for all the ills of Atari and the fact that Atari went under. When, in fact, I mean, it was happening well before he got there. Yeah, but wait a minute. They were on the way out. I've read interviews with... got killed by the video game crash. I know, but I've also read interviews with with, uh, people who developed games at the time for the Atari Lynx and the Atari Jaguar in the the early-slash-mid-1990s. And they all say the same thing. Like you just said, Atari offered very little support, very little tools. So the, so it was very difficult to program and, and to learn the ins and outs of the machine. But also, they all say the same thing, that the Tramiels were incredibly, unbelievably cheap <laughs> and stingy. Wow. And, and, you know, like even on the Atari Lynx, like, 
I don't know offhand how big the the game cards were. Like, you know, let's say one megabyte. You know, I'm programming a one megabyte video game on the Atari Lynx. And then Atari's like, no, you know what? We don't want to pay to manufacture a one megabyte card. Get rid of 256 kilobytes. I'm like, oh, my God. I have to get rid of a quarter of the... All right. I'll optimize the graphics. I'll I'll tweak the sound effects. I'll get rid of as much data as I can. I squeeze it down. And then they're like, you know what? Get, get rid of 50 more kilobytes. We want to... You know, and, 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 and they just kept nickel and diming the developers. Like, how do you expect these developers to make really impressive, yeah, but- popular, beautiful games... If if you keep nickel and diming them out of kilobytes worth of memory. Well, because they understand, they understood the bottom line. Remember, they didn't have a lot of money to spend here. It wasn't like Nintendo or Sega that just had all this money to spend and frankly waste developing the systems. I mean, you just can't, you just can't do it. You know, I mean, at some point you just, you just spend yourself out of uh, existence. You know, it was like, yeah, hey, but, I hey mean, it look, takes money to make money. Here's the here's the opposite is like with the Turbo Graphics. The the reason that the Turbo Graphics died so quickly was the Hudson, well, you know, Hudson in, Soft in, in the U.S. and in, in Japan too. Not Japan. It was around for a very long time. Uh, yeah, the but PC it, Engine. Yes, but the reason that it, it got killed was. They were making them, I think, in Taiwan or something, and they didn't sell a lot of them when it first came out. They thought they were going to sell tons and tons, and they sold like none. <laughs> and they said, basically, what they said was they would have been okay. They they would have been able to, like, if they could have scaled back production and taken that money and used it in other ways, they said, you know what, we probably could have could have weathered the storm, but... The Japanese owners of Hudson Soft were very traditional. And in J- Japanese culture and business culture, at least then, it was considered dishonorable. If you, let's say you had an order for, I don't know, 200,000 units and yeah. you had to cut it back to 50,000. I mean, this day and age, you, the companies just do it most of the time, but the, they, they thought it was dishonorable. And they wouldn't do it to the Taiwanese company. And as a result, they got stuck with hundreds of thousands of excess systems, which they didn't need. Big dummies. Yeah, well, it pretty much killed them. I guess that's, that's it. Can't insult nobody on natural television. I've never tried chicken pot pie. No, wait, 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 One more Ooh. celebrity death. What? What? What do you mean, what? I gotta save him. What? Yes. No. Yes. Why? I got all sorts of stuff to record next week or something.
But you're gonna save them till New Year's Eve? <laughs> no. No, just save it. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Stupid. Dick it's a big one. Who cares. All right, that's it. Yes.